The following Dharma talk was given for the Insight Meditation Community of Charlottesville, Virginia. Please visit our website at imeditation.org. Well, thank you, um, where's Bill, for asking me here. And um, I met Bill in the Whitehall Meditation Community out in Whitehall and um, said to the teacher, Bob, hey, I know these chants. Do you want me to start doing it? And he said, sure. And um, we've done it a little bit. And um, there seemed to be um, a good response in just a lot of people in the West don't know that this is a huge part of the tradition of Buddhism, is the chanting. I don't know exactly why, but I have an idea. Uh, because as we all know, the, the Buddhist um, teachings were not written down right away and for about 450 years. And chanting was a way of reciting the sutras accurately. It was a really easy way to, to memorize it. It was a good way to teach it. Um, and we all know that experience of that same song running through our heads and can't get rid of it. And so I, I think it was probably really effective. Um, so, um, as Teresa said, my hope tonight is that people just keep an open mind and um, realize that it's, it's not about saying the words perfectly, it's about um, joining in if you feel comfortable or you can just listen at first. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and how to chant and then we'll just get right into it. So my history with enchanting is even though I'd been exposed to meditation pretty much my whole life through a, a very crazy 70s mother, um, I moved to San Francisco in 1999 and I got involved in the Spirit Rock meditation community. And um, most of my teachers there used chanting in one way or another as part of teaching. And I found it really deepened my practice in a way that I hadn't experienced without it. Um, and I think there's a little hesitation. It's usually a foreign language. It's not really, um, you hear the word chanting, you may think many different things. You might have a positive connotation to it. You might have a negative connotation to it. Um, people might think it's religious music. Um, and that can be good, you know, good, good and bad memories too. Um, so I was intent on really learning a lot of these things. And I was lucky enough at Spirit Rock that they would have a lot of people come and do many different traditions. And that's how I learned a lot of these chants. Um, so some people wonder if chanting is the same thing as meditation. And I would say it's a form of meditation. Um, you're doing very similar things. You're breathing. You're watching things come and go, but you are making a sound. So it's a, a little different. And it's a, it's a body experience. Um, in some ways, I think it really helps calm the mind because it's hard to focus on words and pay attention to the thoughts that are coming and going. And you might find that the thoughts just don't come and go as much because you're trying to keep place, keep your place. Um, so the, the chant that I started with tonight is a meta chant. It's Theravadan. It's in Pali. And um, 
it's meant to celebrate the non-sentimental type of, of loving-kindness. And um, I just was curious if any of you, sort of when you first heard those words, what you felt. If you had a, a contraction, if you had a warm feeling, because I'm sure most of you at first didn't know what I was chanting about. So I think that's just a good thing to notice. Um, I think as we all chant together, it's good to notice that too, but probably the, t the time to investigate it is later. That it really helps if you can just kind of let go a little of any, any um, contractions that you may feel. And any questions in your head like, you know, what am I signing up for? Am I deifying anybody? Am I a Buddhist? Am I not a Buddhist? Like, it doesn't really mean any of that. It's, um, it's connecting you with a really, really long line of the same words that were said 2,600 years ago. And I think that is a beautiful thing to experience. You saying these words are as important as every person that has said these words for the past 2,600 years. And your practice is as important as that, I think. Um, there are those that think that chants do have mystical qualities, um, that somehow it can expose you to profound teachings that you may not be aware of. Um, I guess that's a personal experience. Um, sometimes chanting is used as an expression of gratitude. You're, you're just in a thankful state. Um, it's, a, it's a devotional practice. Um, and. I find that I, I usually do it a little bit before every time I meditate. And sometimes if I feel like I'm really busy, I'll just do the chanting. And a lot of times it'll then want me to go on to meditating. Um, so I also find that if I'm in a very emotional state, like a time of you know, family drama or something really, really big that happens to you, um, I have chanted the Heart Sutra for long periods of time, and we'll learn that. <laughs> I find it really useful. Um, so I, I've, I've done that myself. Um, so I want to encourage everyone to remember that chanting is not singing. Even though it sounds like it, it's not singing. So many people have such anxiety about singing sometimes. And I, I think that every person here, you're born with a physiology and a biology you can't change, and that's your voice. And let it be what it's gonna be. And together it's gonna make something even different, more different and, and special. Um, so I would just encourage you all to just don't worry about how it sounds. Don't worry about if you have a good voice or bad voice. Um, but just to try it. Um, so, as I said, what are we chanting? We're chanting sutras. We're chanting ideas. Sometimes we're chanting a mantra that's just like a really good quality to celebrate that. It depends on the tradition. 
um, most of these chants are sort of like the gist of the sutra, like the end sum summarization of the sutra. And why is it in Pali or Sanskrit? Well, Sanskrit, because Buddha was a prince at first, that was his language, and that was the language of the aristocrats and the religious texts. Uh, but since Buddha's followers weren't exactly that at first, he did not want to teach, in, supposedly, did not want to teach in Sanskrit. He wanted to teach in Magadhi, which was like the, the local dialect. Um, so Sanskrit is older than Pali. Pali is considered the simpler form, uh, but same vocabulary, similar grammar. Um, so as, as far as I, I can research and tell, it's, it's just as similar as we know it can be to, to what these old chants were. So the way to chant is really simple. You sit up and you take a deep breath and then you, you open your mouth and, and you, you do the chant. Um, so to warm up, I thought first we would... Um, Oh, and, and the important thing, too, is after breathing, you kind of set your intention. Like, what is my intention? Do I want to honor someone? Do, do I want to just calm down? All of those things are good. Um, so the first thing I would love everybody to do is take a deep breath, and on the exhale, just say a very natural ah. So we're inhale. Ah. Let's do it again. Uh, and similar to singing, you would want to really try to focus on your belly and trying to get that sound, not loud, but resonant. So a lot of, there's a lot of the letter M in chants, like um, or at the end of things. That we we want to celebrate that mm, because uh, they've shown that that actually has really good physiological benefits of calming the vagus nerve and calming everything down. So the first chant we're going to do is a chant that you actually all know. And you've known since you were born. Because it's your name. And people have been chanting your name since you were born. And I would love everybody to take a deep breath. And on the out breath, you're just going to say your name. Ready? In and Laura. Let's do it again. Laura. It's a really neat sound. So we're first going to try to do some om. om. So om is, is um, Sanskrit. It's actually three syllables, A-U-M, with a focus on the M. And it means absolute reality without beginning or end, embracing all that it exists. So some of you may do it in yoga class. Some of you may heard it from, you know, many different places, but um, it's, it's a good one to start. So we're going to do OM five times. And each time you do it, just notice if, if it's different. Notice if you get louder or softer. And then we'll try to hang out on the, the M part a little bit. So a deep breath. OM. Oh. Um. 
that's a classic. You can do anywhere, anytime. Two very common chants are the Heart Sutra and the Diamond Sutra. Um, the Heart Sutra is a pretty long sutra to chant the whole thing, so usually people just chant the end of it. And I'm, I don't know if you guys have talked about it or read it, but um, it deals with a lot of the, the main points of Buddhism. Um, it deals with um, Avalokiteshvara, who's the, the bodhisattva of compassion. And he talks about the aggregates. He talks about form is emptiness, emptiness is form, um, dependent origination. Um, it, there's a lot in there. Um, but at the end, it can be summed up by the phrase, Om Gate Gate, Pada Gate, Pada Samgate, Bodhi Swaha. And um, I learned this particular version from Anam Tubtam Rinpoche, who's a, a Sri Lankan monk based in Richmond, California. And um, he teaches with Tara sometimes. And um, so he does this one a lot. And, you know, it's not, it's, these aren't exactly melodies for something like this, but, but there are, they are pitches. And it's not super important that you do it all the same way. Um, it really is an inner experience. Um, so for this one, um, once we start, let's go on for a little bit and just see how that frees your mind. If it frees your mind, um, if your mind wanders, um, if you get lost, it's okay. Just jump right back in. Um, but it's worth doing because the meaning is so profound. Um, and I had just put you know, a little of the different things that I've read, but um, the, the concept that really appeals to me is that you have gotten to the other shore without ever having left. So it's, you're in it, you're here, you're, you're you know, it's, it's the heart, you, you've already gotten there, you know, it's like congratulations, good job. You know, it's enlightenment. So um, when you say these words, that's what you're saying. But because you're not having to worry about the English, there might be a different quality that you could experience doing it. So, so we'll, we'll maybe try to hang in there for a minute or two, or we'll, we'll see. And when we're ready to end, I'll just, I'll just hit the gong. You know, or if, you know, if you feel like stopping and starting, it's totally, totally fine. So I'll, I'll do it once and then you guys can join in. Om Gate Gate Para Gate Para Sam Gate Bodhisattva
Does anybody have anything they want to share about so far what we've done? We'll probably just do one, one or two more. Any questions or comments, observations? Does anyone notice that they're not, they're focusing on trying to get the chant and then, so they don't have these thoughts going? Um, I mean, it, it can feel like a big relief, I think, sometimes to really, you know, you're devoting yourself to that moment. Um, and it's, it's a really, heal, I, I think it can be a really healing thing. Um, so, uh, maybe we'll do one more. So we did, there, there is some, there are some chants in English, and, um, I can tell you it's a different experience. There's, there's the monastery in Mendocino, um, the forest monastery up there. They, at least when I was there, they do all their chants in English, and it's a, it's a different thing, um, 
and you know, I think it's a personal preference. Um, I think there's there's reasons for doing it that way and reasons for doing it the traditional way. Um, so I was going to do one of those, but um, I don't think we're going to have time to do it. So maybe next time. But that's a, it's a Zen chant and it involves clacking and it's it's it, there's no melody. <laughs> huh? Oh sure. So we can just so the thing with Zen chanting is um, it's it's a very ordered thing. The priest would come in, he would bow three times, he would invite the gong, and then each syllable is a clack. And so you start really slow and then you speed up. So we, we can try it like for a minute. Um, and it it's it's gonna be unlike anything else you heard today, so just you know. Join in. So you should view this fleeting world, a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a phantom and a dream. So you should view this fleeting world, a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a phantom and a dream. So you should view this fleeting world, a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a phantom and a dream. So you should view this fleeting world, a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a phantom and a dream. So you should view this fleeting world, a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a phantom and a dream. So, I'm sure. Uh, that's a good one for getting the energy up. And that's the Diamond Sutra. Um, so finally, um, I think Om Mani Padme Home, there's many different versions of that. Um, but I th thought it would be lovely to end by um, chanting the three refuges, um, which is um, uh, something lovely to, to dedicate your practice with. And it begins with an introduction, and you're just you're honoring, saying, yes, I, I'm honoring the enlightened one. I'm um, honoring the, the, the three refuges. And then it's really simple, you'll be able to join in. So the, the first line is done three times. I'll do the first one, and you guys join in with the second, and then we'll just go right into the three refuges. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samam sambhurasa Namo tasa Bhagavato Arahato Samam Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Samam Sambuddhasa Buddham Sananam Gachami Dhammam sananam gachami Sangam sananam gachami Dutiyam pi Buddham sananam gachami 
Dutiampi Damam Sananam Gachami Dutiampi Sangam Sananam Gachami Tatiampi Buddham Sadanam Gachami Tatiampi Damam Sadanam Gachami Tatiampi Sangam Sadanam Gachami Thank you very much for sharing the chanting with me. And there will be a recording of that meta chant, I guess, linked on the website. Well, thank you.